You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lacia Finley. Oh, happy Monday! And uh, daylight savings time. Hopefully, everyone yes. got on track with that. That it ended, and you're you're it, on time. If you it blew do past that. me a little. <laughs> if you do that sort of thing, because we know not everyone in the areas. Not everyone has to. Yeah, which is weird. Why? I feel like we should all be on the same page. I feel like we hear it every year now where people are like, can we just stop this horrible practice now? Like we invented the light bulb. Can we, mm-hmm. can we move on? But some states are doing it. Yeah. And then some states just keep on keeping on, I guess. <laughs> I feel like the Midwest might be the last one yeah. to want to get it. Well, that's not true. I think parts of Indiana doesn't have, doesn't observe, whatever. But we all should just get over it. Yeah. And stop. <laughs> I mean, the one thing about it when it ends is it does feel like winter has truly begun since five o'clock rolls around and it's dark. And it just feels so, uh, you know, there's the daylight. It's gone. But when I used to have to work nights, it was miserable driving to work when it was already dark. Like it just already set you in that tone. Like it's already too late. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, And I guess the flip side is it had been dark in the mornings here recently when I got up for work. So now mm. uh, it won't be, you know, at least that's I have true. some sunlight. Yeah. I guess yeah. that's a p- positive. Feel a little bit more ready to take the day with some sun in your face. I don't know. Yeah, no, this this past week, I don't know <laughs> what it is. I think it's because it's gotten colder and yeah. I'm trying to, you know, make sure that everyone's bundled up so we've got extra blankets and and whatever to to stay warm at night and Mm -hmm. i think i'm just getting too cozy like i'm getting into this hibernation phase and that's kind of what it feels like yeah i don't want to get out of bed like there's (laughs) at least two mornings i've woken up late one it was like super late where it's like there's no way i'm getting to work on time so to hell with it yeah damn and i don't know it was just i'm i'm cozy i just want to sleep yeah, I, I can feel that because now it's been getting like the 40s during the day, you know, so it's like, mm. eh. yeah. of course, I have no reason to. I need a life. <laughs> so I've got a few things I want to talk about. One uh, thing is separate from the others. The other things are all kind of quasi related in, in okay. a way. But uh, the first thing I want to talk about, because I felt like this made me feel so good. And, and you may have seen it on Twitter, uh, but if you didn't. I'm going to share it with you because it made me feel like something that I have done on this show has made a difference. Okay. Okay. Because I, when we talk about this, you know, nonsensical stuff, whether it be uh, TV or just whatever's going on in our lives right. or whatever movies we're watching, it's like, ah, we're just having fun, whatever. We play catch up at the beginning, yeah. But I've done something, and then that one thing has spread out into the world. And it, it seemed to have 
done something positive for somebody, and it makes me feel good. Uh-huh. I'm glad for them, uh, just all the same. So I'm glad that I even brought it up for them. But last week, uh, you uh-huh. remember I talked about Loca, which is that mm-hmm. uh, non the yeah the cheese. It's it's yeah. all vegan. There's no no dairy, no nothing. It's all mm-hmm. cheese. It's not cheese, right? But it tastes like cheese, and it's amazing. And that's all we need. So I'm gonna read you a tweet. From our good friend, uh, Troidal. <gasps> oh, yes. Okay. It's It reads, my told she can't eat dairy for medical reasons wife mm-hmm. after trying Loca Foods cheese dip based on uh, pencil Your paper production. Steven's recommendation on the Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo podcast. It was a picture. Uh-huh. And I don't know if you can see it. But she's weeping. Like, so happy? Yes. <gasps> Steven, good job. And he says... I can only imagine how great she feels now. Like, I can have cheese? Yeah. And yeah. He, he says, I think she likes it. And she responded, also, literally couldn't stop crying. Haven't had cheese in at least six months. Hashtag happy tears. <gasps> I'm, I'm just glad yes. that this has gotten to someone... Who is in a worse position than I am? I mean, right, I could eat like, cheese, but I just I know what it's gonna feel like after. Just pay for it later. Yeah, so it's just <laughs> yeah. like uh, I'll deal with it. But to know that there's someone out there who can't, literally right. can't, and then because it was brought up, discovered, and then now she's found this this product she can have and have that cheese again. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. Oh my gosh! I'm you so happy. Our nonsense at the beginning would actually like turn into something. I know. <laughs> I'm just. I'm so uh, happy. That's that, great. That she, yeah. I, I'm so glad that that he listened to it. He took the recommendation and did. Mm-hmm. And this speaks to him all the same. Troidal's an absolute gem of a man. To he's do a lovely that, lovely gentleman. Yes. Yeah, to do lovely. that for his wife, he heard that and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna do that for her because. I'm hearing this. Well, I would hope he'd love her enough. Oh yeah, to like want to buy her cheese. This See? this right here is true love. You <coughs> know, true love. He he wanted to do something magnificent for his wife. He heard this mm-hmm. and he was like, you know what? I'm going to do that for her. Orders mm-hmm. the box and then presents it to her and then he, the reaction. And from what I could tell, an amazing company too, because they took the time to even like thank you. Yeah. For mentioning it, mm-hmm. you know, so then you could feel good that you're helping like what I would imagine is kind of a smaller business. They are. Yeah. And and yeah. one of the things that I had mentioned is I, I really hope that it winds up in store shelves like it's not just limited to having to order it online, which, again, I understand for a lot of small businesses is how sure. they have to operate. They probably don't have a biz- like a brick and mortar location, maybe. Right. But um one of the last reviews, I've done two reviews for them. The first one was on Instagram, just, just to mm-hmm. you know, I wanted, I wanted to share because I thought this right. is an amazing product and I want to tell people about it. And then, uh, their website actually sent me one of those emails, you know, like after you try something like, Hey, you want to leave a review? So I pretty much right. did kind of a copy and paste of that, but you know, tweaked it a little bit and then posted it there. She responded, the owner, the founder, and she was like, you know, I'm so glad to hear that you're enjoying it. Um, uh-huh. Did want to let you know that we are aiming for spring of next year to hopefully have it in stores nationwide. So, Oh, good. Yeah. Fingers crossed, Thane. So hopefully you can all try it. 
Because right. you know what? I, I might even just uh, pester them for a sponsorship. You know, because I, I mean, look at look what we've done. We've already we've we already sold one. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. So you've at least brought one into the fold. Because like I said last week, hey, not a sponsor, but you know what? If they want to sponsor uh, our show, I'll, I'll take a payment of just some cheese. cheese. Yeah. I'll send you a box, <laughs> send me a box, and then we're, we'll go. do it for... Uh, we'll just eat cheese for the first half an hour of the podcast yeah. instead Mm-mm-mm. and talk about it <laughs> and the nuances of all the flavors. So, Troidal, Becky, uh, I hope you enjoy... The local foods. Speed with more cheese. Again, no, no, not a sponsor yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, place the little bug in there. Mm-hmm. But uh, also, while we're uh, before we get into the other little tidbit that I wanted to bring up, uh, Deva called us out on some uh, misinformation that I, I apparently misspoke uh, last <laughs> week on my Guardians. I apparently. Call said take me on was by aha not take yeah on but I said wham you said it was by wham yeah, yeah. and because, I got yelled at too to be fair because I didn't call you out on it which is also fair but I mean in I my, should have I had two songs <laughs> in my head uh, and they got crisscrossed so my mouth said one thing and my brain yeah. was thinking another and so. I just got into singing the song yeah so <laughs> sorry Dava sorry. <laughs> I know, and I, I mean, I should be more disappointed in myself. Like, that is what I listen to. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, all right. But anyway. It's it's fine. Yeah. He he keeps us honest. You know, he'll, he'll let us know when we yeah. stumble. But uh, while we're talking about that, too, uh, Discord, you know, we, we kind of opened it up. We, we started, yes. So it's there. I'll put uh, links below in the show notes, and they'll always be there. I'll try to remember to kind of keep that. Uh, posting every week from here on out. Mm-hmm. So if you want to join us over in the the palace, come chat with us. Yeah, yeah. Deva will be there. Uh, also keeping mm-hmm. everyone honest. He's he's yes. kind of our <laughs> resident uh, admin or moderator, uh, yeah. however you want to call it. Yeah. He 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 yeah. makes sure all the uh, discords are safe and secure. And he really does. <laughs> he he does a great job. So we he appreciate really that. Uh, Lovely gentleman as well. Mm-hmm. Known him for years. Television. I want to talk about some television real quick before TV, we get in. what'd you watch? Okay, well, uh, I've got three shows I want to bring up, and I'll try to keep them simple so we don't run over time or anything like that, because I know we can ramble. Uh, but the first We're th- known for it, maybe. First thing I want to bring up, because I actually watched it this morning, surprisingly, because I thought... Look at you getting up early enough for something else. I know. I did. Well, it was... <laughs> it, losing an hour or gaining an hour. Never mind. I don't know what daylight savings means. Continue. <laughs> It was unexpected because I, I thought it was going to premiere uh, tonight, which, I mean, for all of you, is last night, Sunday night. I thought it was premiering mm-hmm. Sunday night. But, but this is Monday. Ooh. Yeah. But uh, Dexter New Blood. I got to watch. Oh, yes. I knew that was coming out today. Yeah. yeah that's on my uh, list for later on. Yes. I did not get up early enough to want to watch anything. It's fine. <laughs> Again, I didn't expect it to be there this morning, and I was like, oh. Yeah, I think with streaming now, it's just kind of mm. like you just get it the day it drops. Which I appreciate. I don't feel like there's a time anymore unless you still have cable, I guess, maybe. I mean, it's nice. You know, why not just do that? I appreciate that. Am I going to be happy? Oh. I'll just ask you this oh, thing. Oh, absolutely. This, this felt yeah. like a new start for a new show, but a continuation at the same time okay. it was like this nice balance it was so nice it was it was in this just 
I don't want to say anything about spoiling it. Yeah, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Because, like, I've definitely not had a chance yet. It just felt like we're picking up where we needed to with Dexter. Like, he... You've been wondering where he's been, what's going on, and it just felt like a comfortable pair of shoes. I don't know that I've been wondering. I was in the camp that was very upset with how it ended. Oh, yeah. And this is... So, past season four, I kind of, like, block it in my head. Hmm. That there was not three other seasons that well, happened. I mean, to to <laughs> what degree they all uh, attach beyond? I mean, obviously it's still a continuation because mm-hmm. there are threads that they pick you up just on. Had to wait for the boy to grow up, mm. eh? That's what it looks like in the trailers, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, it feels like a, a pair of comfortable shoes. You know, you slide right okay. back into it, and you're just like, oh yeah, yeah, all right, all right. And okay. of course, Michael C. Hall is just nailing it every time. He's just so mm-hmm. damn good as Dexter and. Mm-hmm. You, you can't I, help I, but love I, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Yes. I think B, I just started to lose me when they gave him feelings. Because, <laughs> like, to me, it was just more interesting from that perspective, mm-hmm. you know? And then when he started just being, like, a serial killer now, I was like, well, this isn't as fun. Yeah. Well, this is more like, um, this is more like old Dexter. Because you okay. can, he doesn't want to do it. Like, he's, you can see the conflict in him. Like, there are little things that just keep cropping up around him. And it, mm-hmm. you can see it kind of reeling in his head like, ah, I don't want to do this, but I want to do this, but I shouldn't do this. Like an addict or something like that, you know? Sure. And, yeah. and it almost kind of comes off like that. Like, here's somebody okay. just itching to, to, you know, do the thing. Yeah. And he's trying to, you know, stay on track. Don't 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 break your streak, man. You're doing good. Mm-hmm. You're doing good. Yeah. I think you'll like it. I, I, I okay. was really... Well, I planned on watching it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll give it a shot, you know, and see. So uh, I, I was excited at least uh, that it just, it felt good to watch again, you know, okay. like something about it, it. I didn't feel like, oh my God. It was like, oh, I'm in. I'm in. So, okay. good. Next is another mm-hmm. show that I've recently started watching and you may have heard of it. And I, I started watching on recommendation. It seemed like a show. I was like, I don't know if I'll, I'll like it or not. But I thought, what the hell? I'll give it a shot. And even after the first episode, I didn't immediately jump back into it. But then when I did, I was in. So okay. it's one of those, like, if you just. I feel it's fair with a brand new series to give it three episodes. Yeah. So Because they got to set up the story they're wanting to tell. And then after that, if you can't keep me, I feel like that was fair. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I let you set it up. Tell me the characters, where we're at. Well, this is a show that's been on, uh, uh, going on its fourth season starting yesterday, oh. today, whatever day you want to look at it. Uh, Yellowstone with Kevin Costner. Have you ever heard of that? No. He's an old ranch owner. Like, they own, like, I think it's like 40,000 acres in Montana. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, like, right beside the Yellowstone National Park. And, of course, all these developers, and, and uh, they want the land because they want to build humans. cities and, and whatnot. And there's a... Uh, I'm trying to think of his name. He's a... I don't really know what he is. <laughs> I don't know why I can't, I can't remember. He's not really a mayor. Uh, he's... He's a member uh, of a, an like in- an alderman, uh, maybe. He's he owns a casino. He's a he's a um, 
I feel like I'm going to say the wrong thing here, and I guess that's why I'm. Well, stumbling. Dave, all let us know. <laughs> he is uh, the. He's he's he he owns land on a reservation. Uh huh. And he wants the land back for his people. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's Native American. Maybe that's why right. I'm stumbling around here. I was, you know, trying to. I'm trying to be sensitive here. I don't want to say the sure. wrong thing. You know what I'm saying? It moves faster than our knowledge keeps up. Yeah, sometimes. Native American businessman who uh, owns land on a reservation. He wants some of that land back for his people, for you know, for his tribe. And right. I get that. So right, but everyone <laughs> like that makes sense. Yeah, can I have it back, please? <laughs> like, <laughs> so there's all all this uh, headbutting and and whatnot between all the people. And to be honest with you, they're not all great people. So mm. there's you sympathize, but at the same time, you're also like you kind of had this coming. You know, maybe there's one or two people that you can actually say they don't deserve any of this. Whereas mm-hmm. the rest of them, you're just like, ah, you, you got something coming, yeah. you know? Yeah. But it's a really good show. It's a really good drama. Uh, I wasn't okay. sure that What's I was... What's that on? What's it called? I don't know if you said. Yellowstone. Yellowstone? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it airs on the Paramount Network. I mm-hmm. had to watch it through uh, Peacock, which okay. the only reason I even started on Peacock is because Halloween Kills came on there. It was there, and I was going to have to pay for it anyway. So I thought, you know what? Let's make make this worth the payment uh mm-hmm. while i've got it and if it if season four winds up somewhere else other than peacock then i can get rid of peacock because <laughs> i don't want to have to pay ah. for yet another damn service you know what i mean yeah that's why i didn't i figured because you mentioned halloween i was like i'll just wait because i'm sure it's going to come on another service at some point i don't yeah. want to well i look- get myself set up on something else and forget about it and just pay monthly <laughs> well i looked at it like this it was a movie that i wanted to watch uh it mm. beat going to the theater so I was coming out cheaper. Did you have to pay for it again? Was it like you paid for par- uh, I, Peacock and then paid for the movie? No, no, no. I just paid for the service and then that and the unlocked, payment. you know, the okay. movie in, in that. Because you can watch it for free or you can watch the service for free. Like you don't have to pay for Peacock. You'll just have to sit through ads. But there are certain things that are locked behind a premium paywall. So mm-hmm. then you can pay the five. They the- locked my Bruce behind it. That's why I think I'm a little better. Maybe. But it, I could watch every other episode but the one he was on, which is the only reason why I was trying to be on your freaking app in the first place. Mm-hmm. So you know what? Why did season four, episode four, have to be paid for, but seasons one through three and four, one through three, were free? What are you talking about? Paywall, my Bruce. <laughs> uh, he was on uh, AP Bio. Ah. Uh. As a dude's dad on one episode. And so since it was Bruce, I just wanted to watch the one episode. Mm-hmm. And that was the only episode it said no to me on. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me, Peacock, right now with this? Like, yep. This is how we roll. Not even with ads. You couldn't even just serve me up ads. I would have been fine with that. But no. And that's <laughs> that. Yeah, that's kind of the part of it. I don't understand either because you can watch some of their shows with the ads. You can pay mm-hmm. $4.99, but it's a premium ad service kind of like hulu where you are still paying for like you unlock everything but you have to deal with ads regardless now as far as i know it's like at the beginning of the show or at the end or both i don't know like a long one and then there's the premium (laughs) where it removes all ads and then you can get access to everything without ads for Mm -hmm. 10 bucks and 
I don't know. It yeah, like yeah, I said, I it was on there. I'm hoping season four will be elsewhere because I've been trying to find, you know, will it? Because sh- Paramount Plus. I mean, damn it, I'm I'm paying for that, and this is Paramount Network that it's airing on. So why can't they just? Because money. I it's aggravating, aggravating. Mm-hmm. But they just know they can get you both ways. Yeah. So hopefully. I can find it on something other than Peacock so I can remove that subscription because I don't sure. have to pay for it anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and lastly, another thing that I've been watching, and I don't know if you've uh, fallen on to this, was uh, Chucky. Oh, did that start? It did. Back in uh, oh, October. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So I remembered hearing that there was going to be a series and then... Nothing more. So where is it on? Uh, it's on USA Network and Sci-Fi. So you've oh, got. Then I probably should get that through Hulu because I feel like I have Sci-Fi on Hulu. So it's either or. Um, since I don't have either, you know, no cable or anything like that, I I had mm. to find other ways. They were showing a few episodes on YouTube, uh, and then I guess they stopped after a while. You know, it was like, here, here's three we'll give you. And then after that, you're on well, your own. Well, they want you hooked. Yeah, I know. And then they're they thinking at that point you will pay for it because you're into it now. But it pretty much takes place, after, like, all the movies are still intact, you know. Oh, yeah? So, it's canon? Yeah, all this is canon. So okay. if you've watched all the movies, this is still a continuation of all that. But it's setting okay. up a new mystery because I'm still trying to figure out where they're going with this. Because the show starts... With Chucky winding up in a yard sale. And you're questioning okay. yourself, well, how did he get in a yard sale? But if you pay close attention, and I didn't notice this upon first viewing, if you pay close attention, Tiffany, his, you know, murderous spouse, yeah. uh, she's at the yard sale just waltzing by. Like, you, you'd miss her if you didn't know it was her. But she's like there. Tilly? Yeah. Or the doll? No, Jennifer oh, Tilly. Tilly. So she's oh, okay. she's walking through. So apparently she planted him there. I mean, that's that's what you would assume. She's well, planted him sure. at, the, at the yard sale. But the question is why? Because it seems so random. He winds up in the hands of a kid who was buying dolls for an art project. So he was going to demolish Chucky <laughs> for this art piece. Oh, no. And then obviously that didn't happen. And eventually, Chucky has to start, you know, communicating with him. And he now he knows that he's alive. But then they have this little rapport. Like, Chucky's trying to get him to do things. It's like, you know, because he notices the kid's being picked on for a lot of reasons. He seems like an outsider. Uh, He's gay, which makes him a target as well to some Uh bully-ass kids. And uh, his dad is a drunk. Devin Sawa plays his dad and his uncle. Sawa making a return. He is. All right. I feel like I've seen him in something else that popped up, too. He was in that... Uh, or maybe he's been working and I just haven't been paying attention. Perhaps not. <laughs> but no, he was in that trailer for that uh, Christmas movie with Bruce Campbell. Black That's Friday. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. I was like, where did I just see him? All right. So he's in there. Um, But, you know, the kid's going through a lot. And, you know, mm-hmm. kids are always picking on him. And then Chucky's just like, you know what? You you can, uh, you know, off you know these stuff. people. And then, mm-hmm. you know... The kid's like, what, what are you talking about? I'm not going to kill anyone. He's like, ah, there's nothing to it. Like, he's just trying to <laughs> coax him into it. He's like, come on. So easy. Come on. Yeah. So that kind of makes for an interesting dichotomy because there's this kid who's struggling. And now you've got this little voice in his head in the guise of Chucky just being like, come on. Come on. These people deserve it. Come on. Why not? And, of course, Brad Dorf, 
you know, doing Chucky's voice. It's just so. Yeah, I was gonna, just going to ask if it was the same one, too. Yeah. Oh, fun. All right. Well, now that I know it's out, I'll have to go look for it. It, like, slid by me. Yeah. And one of one of the great, uh, there was a, a bit in there. One of the biggest questions my wife had, uh, she's had since, I think, Seed of Chucky or after Seed of Chucky, is what happened to their kid. Mm-hmm. Because after Seed of Chucky, we never see Glenn or Glenda ever again, or we haven't seen them since. Right. So she's always like, what happened to their kid? What happened to their kid? And I'm like, I don't know. And fi- they finally touched. Did they address it? They, uh, to a point. Like, at least it was acknowledged. Because sure. as he was sitting there having a conversation with uh, the boy whose name is, for some reason, slipping my mind at the moment. He, you know, mentions his sexual orientation and stuff like that. And Chucky's like, you know, I got a kid. And he's gender fluid. You know? And mm-hmm. he just kind of goes on a little... Some you know, talking about Glenn and Glenda. I don't really know which way to, because there's two, but there's one. I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, well, it's dolls, so I think we're okay to just say a doll. <laughs> yeah, and and the kid is just like, and you're okay with it, you know? And he's like, please, kid, I'm not a monster. Oh, and I was please. like, eh, mm-hmm. sly, mm-hmm. sly. But anyway, yeah, that was a. It's a really good show if you like Chucky. Uh, it's a nice yeah, continuation. Well, let's check it out. I would definitely I honestly, just it. out of morbid curiosity, I was like, a series? All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, let's see how they make this a series. And so, that, so far, it's been pretty interesting. All right. So, what you been playing? Oh, my gosh. I got, like, so back all up in Red Dead Redemption 2, man. Mm-hmm. It's been a struggle because it's I only have it on the PlayStation. Yeah. And the hub's likes the playstation he does so when i play it myself there for a while it's uh it's sad just the did the the couch did they um (laughs) yeah the long big long ass couch it's super long but you can just see him down there just like you know uh did they ran him out of the house yesterday did you know like i'll just go work (laughs) i'm like okay then fine so all these other things no i'm just joking but it was like that is what it felt like. <laughs> Did they do any kind of uh, improvements for the PlayStation 5 or was or is it still Oh, it's just like a... exactly the same. Okay. And honestly, now it's like you can almost, now that I have the 4K and with the PlayStation, or whatever, I don't know, it, it. my brain could be blocked too because I played it when it was new. So what, that was like three years ago. Mm-hmm. And then I think I just allowed myself to get too hung up inside stuff and yeah. got kind of overwhelmed and then thought I'd put it down for just a little bit and then ended up just not for whatever reason. And um, so I feel like it still takes a little while to load. I ha- I have to believe it's faster. Like my brain could just yeah. not be remembering. Yeah, because it's still, again, I had the regular old PlayStation, no updated version of the four whatsoever. And uh, but everything still kind of plays the same. Like, there was no updates to graphics or anything. I don't... That might be a plan. Mm. I didn't look into it. Because, I mean, I know that they're, like, pushing out more for the PC version or something. So, it's possible. Um, But, yeah. It's like you can almost tell now, though, on, like, certain things where it looks weird. Where it's like, it's a work of art. Don't get me wrong. Like, it looks gorgeous. It's a great game or whatever. But, okay, the scene with the lion when you're, like... Okay, spoilers, guys, if yeah, you've yeah. never played it. But um, where you meet Mr. Margaret, mm-hmm. who is the, you know, had his zebra or a zebra, 
you know, and the lion or whatever. And he wants you to go, you know, collect them back. So when you have the lion, when you're actually like, it's the legit lion now and not the dog mm-hmm. and you're chasing after the lion. And there's that scene where like you red dead slow down to try to like shoot the lion. Cause clearly you're just going to die if you don't. Um, I could see like how block squared the lion's mane looked and it was mm. really weird to me. So maybe I didn't notice before because I had a Garbo TV and an old uh, PlayStation at that maybe. time. But the only one there, I was like, ah, oh, that just stood out against everything else. <laughs> but still a great game. I'm like all up in it and like, unfortunately, wasting entire days. Yeah. Just like sucked into it. I just want to role play. Like, I have this so weird that I have fun doing my chores at the camp and listening to all the hubbaloo going on around me. Like, Mrs. Grimshaw is always fighting with Karen. They're always fighting. It's like every time I come home, you know, it's like they're just at each other's throats. It's just so well done. And just the random encounters of people walk up to you like, I have I have talked to you, Arthur, you know, and we have these conversations. It's just I'm, I'm back in it. Okay. I'm back in it. I want to say I've now gotten myself because I had to start over. Mm. I'm sure I could have uploaded my save from PlayStation 4. I just didn't. I was like, I'm probably going to have to start over anyway because I'm not going to remember where I was or what was going on because it's been almost three years. Um, But I think I'm about to where I was before. Okay. I want to say, what was it? I just finished. Dang it. I know it was like a series of quests with Dutch. We moved to our new camp. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't even remember the last one. I, I, I wrapped up last night, but I got Micah back. And I wanted to yell at Micah about not putting any money in the in the, in the the funds because we just talked about this. Yeah. He won't let me yell at him for it. <laughs> I wanted to. I'd be like, I checked the ledger and I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then I asked her Strauss, I was like, have you seen Micah put anything in there? And he's like, no. And I'm like, cool. And then I clearly should be able to yell at him if I'm asking this question now. I'm just like, what's up, Micah? You know, like, Morden or whatever. And I'm like, really yell at him. Yeah. Give him he what He deserves for. to give us money, too. And Sean, by the way. Sean, why is your name not in there? We've had this conversation, too. There's not Deadbeats, I tell yeah. you. A whole lot when of you them. you run with outlaws, I guess I should expect some dishonesty. But uh, and I played Beholder too a little mm-hmm. bit earlier in the week, so I'm slowly getting myself through uh, that one as well in the between times. Okay, uh, and did go back and finish Beholder the first one on a second one. I can't get my family to live. I don't know that it's possible. I'm hearing reports on the Googles that it is, but I don't believe them. Mm-hmm. I've tried so hard to earn enough money to save both of my children, and it's impossible. Well. Like, time just keeps on ticking, man. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what else I could do. I'm bribing all of my tenants. Mm-hmm. I'm planting stuff in there. Like, I just went all out. I'm like, how can I make the most amount of money before my kid gets sick? I could save one or the other, man. It's not both. Yeah. And then my wife got trampled. Well. <laughs> so I ended up by myself by the end of the game anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, how do I do that? So I have no idea how to save my family. So I just, un- I rage uninstalled Beholder, the first one. I was like, it's impossible. Hell with I'm just going to play the second one. <laughs> I'm done with you. They're all dead. Uh, but that was it. How about you this week? Well, uh, I finished <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Oh yes. And it was it was still solid. Uh, I don't have any complaints. I did, I did. <laughs> uh, you remember last week I, during the review, I said there were game breaking bugs and I didn't encounter mm-hmm. any. Yeah, well, I encountered them. You were a liar. Well, they they eventually <laughs> came in there to where okay. my my console at least did that. You know, game stopped. It was like we encountered a problem. At least two yeah. two times that I can remember, and I was like, "Son of a bitch!" Right after I said, "I didn't," just got done bragging about you, man. <laughs> yeah, and then then I encountered this shit. So, but it wasn't major, you know, to the point where it was just like, "I can't do this anymore." It was mm-hmm. restart it back up. Boom, I'm back. Game was still solid. Um, there was a great Easter egg for a deep gut person like myself. Yeah. Okay. Spoilers for anybody who doesn't want to know. Three, two, one. Uh, The character that you encounter in Chapter 2, her name is Nikki. She Mm -hmm. is a a central part of the story. And I recognized the name, and I was pretty sure it was her, but it didn't look like her. But there was a guardian early on, like in the early days, before Quill and Rocket and Gamora. Like, one thing I've mentioned or I may have mentioned last week, the Guardians team that we see now, this is not the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, that, they are not, like, not one member of this team is the original Guardians. And I would love to see an introduction of the original Guardians in future installments. I think that would be fun. So, Nikki is one of the original Guardians. Well, I don't know if she was, she's one of the earliest members. Maybe not one of the original, original, but she's within that early stage of the team. So she's one of the earlier members uh, from like the 1960s and 70s. Okay. Okay. So when they introduced her, she looks like a Cree girl. And I was like, that doesn't look like the Nikki that I'm thinking of because Nikki was not a Cree, to at least not to my knowledge, unless they've retconned her origins in the comics. But at mm-hmm. the end, after a whole lot of things happened... She suddenly is sporting her bright orange hair, like she does in the comics, looking more like her comic counterpart. And I was like, "Oh shit!" There's she- ah, okay. okay, great. It's a little origins. Yeah. There, yeah. So that was kind of a nice little wink and a nod to the fans uh, who know who she is and be like, "Oh, there you go." So now sure. she looks more like Nikki from the comics, right. and I'm like, "Oh, okay." Like what you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of a nice little uh, nod that they did. Uh, they didn't hint toward anything, which, I, I mean, I guess I appreciate uh, that they're they're not saying, hey, we're going to do sequels or we're trying to set up a sequel, but uh-huh. you can kind of get a sense as to where they could go if they wanted to do a sequel, maybe. But as I said, I would love to see other original members, especially mm-hmm. since uh, Nikki actually was at one time involved w- with one of the original members. So, oh, so you've got you've got your segue. Yeah. I think they, I think it would be neat, and I think it would be great uh, for them to do something that the MCU maybe isn't doing, and introduce mm-hmm. at least a smaller audience. Because I wouldn't say that the video game uh, audience is necessarily a wide audience, but you know they could introduce yeah. these characters. Plenty of new people. Yeah, yeah, they could introduce these characters into the zeitgeist and be like, hey. Uh, for you gamers, here's here's some other characters from these you know comics that you may know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might not know them from the movies, but hey, here they are, and you can kind of get familiar with them in some way, which yeah. I think would be kind of neat. Uh, 
And introduce a new story to a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. who knows? They might do some of those things in future movies. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not going to hold yeah. my breath. Uh, then I went back to Metroid Dread. And I thought I was going to be... I, I started getting angry again. Oh, but, it hit the button. But <laughs> I did beat it. Oh, good. Which I was really surprised at because I wasn't too far off from the ending, I think, from the last time I played it. Yeah, I think so. And I just... I just said to hell with it, and I went, because I was going to start looking for energy tanks and missiles, and I kept encountering those that I said I just couldn't do, where you had to run, shine, spark, run, shine, spark, run, shine, spark, and I was just like, I can't do it. My, like, my brain is just not getting it, and I'd sit there and try. I would yeah. try to understand what I'm not doing, because still, to this to this moment, I don't know what I'm not doing. I read everything that said, this is how you do it. And I just, I can't do it. I, do, okay, I can't do it. Well. I'm all thumbs, apparently. <laughs> if you can't, then I'm just not even going to Yeah, try. so I got what I got, and <clears throat> I took what I had and went to the boss. I only lost, or only had game over from him three times, I think. And third to, when, when I was going back that third time, I was like, I'm about to shut this off because <laughs> I was just. <laughs> this will be the run or not. Yeah. Because it was it was one of those situations where the boss has like numerous phases, and then if you die in one of the phases, you got to do it shit do all it over again. again. I was like, I'm not doing this. I can't do it. And then something in my head triggered was like super gamer mode, and I just stomped its ass in, and I was like, mm. and then there I was, go. was like, that's it, and I'm done with yep. this game. <laughs> So I did it. And and the story, I'm going to spoil something else. Uh, oh, three, two, one. The ending, or at least the uh, implications of the ending, I'm actually kind of intrigued where the story would go from here because, as I mentioned in the uh, review, one of the story mm-hmm. points from an, a previous game is she got infected with a parasite and then they gave her a, a vaccine made from Metroid DNA. In this game, they still kind of hinted toward, you know, her uh, having abilities thanks to this vaccine. Well, apparently something happened and the DNA has now fully fused with her own DNA. So she is now technically classified as a Metroid, which means she is a threat to the Galactic Federation. Now, they don't lay out what that will be going forward. But the seed is planted now to say Samus is now no longer an ally, but a threat. Because if she's classified as a Metroid, that's that's their whole deal. They've been trying to get rid of the Metroids. Now she's a yeah. Metroid, she's a threat. So I would love to see what they would do with the story going forward, because that's that's big. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But we'll see. Anyway. We'll see. Uh, we'll see in the future. <laughs> Lastly, uh, I started playing Carry On. Uh, oh, yeah. That, the game where you get to play as the monster. Yeah, I've seen it. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> having a lot of fun with it. It's, I wasn't, like, even from seeing it, uh, the moment I saw it uh, at one of the game shows, the trailers or whatever, I was like, ooh, this, mm-hmm. this does seem very interesting. I'd love to see what this would be. Uh, it's just a lot of fun to be, obviously, oh, the, the creature. And furthermore... The way you move, it has the structure of like uh, a 
Metroidvania platformer, which obviously it's that's I guess the right the basis the structure of what it is. But since you're not playing like uh, a, a Simon Belmont or Samus Aaron in in those situations, you're just this big j- blob with tentacles. Yeah. You can just what I'd seen on the trailer. Yeah, you just fluidly, freely creep through every little crevice. You can climb on the ceilings, the walls, and everything. It's just how you do it. It's so fluid, and I think that's just what makes it so fun because you can just crawl your way through the areas. And I'm sure that there's some backtracking to be done, and I probably need to focus on it a little bit. For I I don't know what all I've just been kind of going where it's telling me to go or where I'm kind of drawing myself to go. And I don't know. It's, it's been a lot of fun and I can't wait to, to try it, you know, or to play it more. That's Devolver, right? I do believe that. Yeah. That they published it. They usually do some fun stuff, but that's all I've been playing. So, uh, it's a nice fall gaming week. Yeah. Well, it seems like it, but it was the section, small sections here, finishing this, finishing that, and then starting something new. So, but Mm -hmm. a lot of fun regardless. So, hey, let's, let's get into the news before we get too far off track. I know we're probably already far behind, but it's whatever. Uh, let's see. First up on the news front, a little bit more of an update on the Activision Blizzard. Uh, well, fiasco, I guess, at this point. Mm. Um, it seems that only three months after taking the role as co-lead of Blizzard, Jen O'Neill is now stepping down from her position, uh, wow. leaving Mike Ibarra the sole lead of the studio effective immediately. Uh, Jen put out a statement that I want you to hear from me personally, made the decision to step away from co-leading Blizzard Entertainment. We'll transition to a new position before departing um, at the end of the year. I'm not doing this because I am without hope for Blizzard. Quite the opposite. I'm inspired by the passion of everyone here working towards meaningful, lasting change with their whole hearts. Um, and, you know, went on to say more of the same. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The timing of everything, another another top lead uh, now leaving leaving their reins behind. Um, and then it, she went on to put out, like, Blizzard will be making a million-dollar grant to Women's in Games International, where O'Neill is a board member. Uh, so before she fully leaves Activision Blizzard, O'Neill will work to determine the first steps around how the grant will be utilized and its structure. So okay. I guess we'll just... See where See? life takes her from there, or if we will be looking anymore for it. I don't know. Uh, lots of uh, regime changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, she can say Not what she wants. She can say what she wants as to her reasons, but I'd be it jumping off that. Sus. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would be jumping off that sinking ship too. Yeah, yeah. Well, now we're down to just the one. The one lead hmm. for the moment. Yeah. We'll see if any other shifting happens, hirings happens. You know how we like to check in on those mm-hmm. LinkedIn profiles and get all of our <laughs> rumors from there. Uh, so, yeah. So, we'll see what comes of that. Um, psh, I think we're all just kind of waiting to see what comes of the whole the whole kit and caboodle. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is kind of – so, FIFA. Mm-hmm. FIFA, this game, this name that people want <laughs> – 
or not. Who cares anymore, right? Uh, a few weeks ago, we had talked about how FIFA and EA were having, let's say, difficulties coming to an agreement mm-hmm. on how much just the name FIFA should cost. Um, and this, of course, was discussed after they were wanting $1 billion for four-year license for just the name. And EA was like, well, you know, we've already got the licenses for the likeness of the players and everything else. Do we really need the name FIFA at this point? Um, so it was reported that uh, when we were looking over all of this uh, investor talk, 2K, 2K's boss, Strauss Zelnick, had put out some feelers being one of the ones who was thinking of snagging that name up. <laughs> I wonder if they're getting charged a billion or not. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, like, are you paying the billion or is FIFA giving you a break? Oh. Um, it seemed like he mostly kind of danced around the yes or no answer, though, in the in the interview, of course, um, but wanted to make it clear that 2K wants to be the company to make the next FIFA game. Okay. So never would say, yes, we did. No, we didn't. But yeah, we want it. Whatever that means to you. I am sure without truly knowing whether EA and FIFA will make the split is probably contributing to not being able to say one way or the other or getting a more forthcoming answer. But maybe maybe we'll see 2K ponying up a billion to have the name. But this was what would be funny to me. Whose play is you going to have if EA owns up? Yeah. <laughs> I had to think about that. I was like, but if EA has the people... Maybe. And you get the name. Who's going to be playing in your game? Maybe they could uh, license out the characters from Ted Lasso. <gasps> and then. Now we have a game. Now we well, have we a game. We could call it FIFA. No. But you could call it. Uh, uh, I, I, what is their name? The, 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 the name of the matches I they do. I don't remember. <laughs> Us Americans in our soccer, I tell you, we don't know. AFC soccer ball play famous. Mm-hmm. In UK. There you in go. In the UK. <laughs> in the UK. There we go. Uh, but no, I like your idea better. So I guess maybe we might be seeing a FIFA game with no FIFA people from 2K and then all the FIFA people on EA Sports. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> because why should life make sense anymore, right? Uh, let's see. Now, this story caught my eye. Uh, Twitch, we found out a little bit more through that leak that happened in October that uh, didn't seem people were really focusing on because we were all enamored with how much the creators were making. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, during that data breach that Twitch experienced last month in October, most people, like I said, were drawn to the money of the creators. But it did end up being news for streamers in Turkey. Because according to the Middle East Eye report, the leak exposed how a number of streamers in Turkey were pulling in crazy large numbers of bits, but didn't have a lot of followers to make it make sense. Hmm. So um, if you are unfamiliar, bits is a currency on the streaming platform Twitch that can be used to donate to a streamer. Um, You basically buy the currency from Twitch at a fee, and then you, the viewer, can donate it to the streamer. Which, in my opinion, really only works well for Twitch, uh, because partners and affiliates, to my understanding, earn about like 0.01 cent per bit. So you buying bits are going to pay seven dollars for five hundred bits, but you're basically paying seven dollars for five dollars. Mm. If this okay, uh, but anyway, it's just another avenue to make money off of your stream. Yeah. But 
apparently thieves were using stolen credit cards to purchase huge amounts of bits to streamers who would then refund the bulk of the donations into different accounts, keeping about 20 to 30% for themselves, basically laundering money through Twitch. Apparently this circulated among some Turkish streamers who were approached about, you know, the, the taking part so it seemed like this unknown was like, hey, would you like to take part? We'll be giving you a bunch of money. Um, and some were willing to go along. Um, some defend themselves by saying they were told the viewers would earn the bits by watching ads supposedly on their channel and share a portion of those bits with them, the creator, which is an option. Mm-hmm. You can watch ads for bits um, in some regions. I don't think it's everywhere. Uh, so not like every country can. Sure. Um, unless they've changed that since I've been streaming. But when a streamer realized that the bits were coming from anonymous, not like a name or anything, uh, a lot of them wanted to back out at that point. Um, but it was too late and they were in it. Um, this was big enough that uh, Turkish politician whose name I won't even attempt. It has so many things above all the letters and all this stuff. So I'm very sorry to this person. I'm sure it's a lovely name. Uh, but let's just call him the VP of the Republican People's Party because I can say those words. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> um, he, but this person actually called the country's Financial Crimes Investigation Board to conduct the investigation. So it's not clear how much money was actually cycled through the scheme. But according to the Turkish site Haberler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. More than 2,400 Turkish streamers participated in some form or fashion with the scam, so which saw nearly $9.9 million laundered. Wow. As of this writing, I couldn't find Twitch's response. Could have come out, but I, when I was looking this morning, I didn't see anything, but they just were kind of declining to comment on the specific numbers in a statement, mm-hmm. saying only that it has taken action against the streamers in Turkey for the abuse of its systems, although it did not offer details on what will be happening, like AKA a punishment um, moving forward. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. What? <laughs> <laughs> And we're all like, ooh, look, Ninja makes millions of dollars, which we already knew. And then this, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I don't know what's going to happen with that moving forward. Mm. That's like, kind of makes sense, though. But, like, how trackable are bits to whomever? I, I mean, I could be speaking ignorantly, but. But I feel like this also shines a light on, like you said, people were not focused about this when the leak happened. They were focused on all this other stuff. And a very important detail was overlooked. Something that actually came. <laughs> you know, this is what you should have been focused on. I'm sure it's so easy to just like look at that other stuff because it's something we can understand. Yeah. You probably saw a bunch of names that you actually knew and that's where your eye went. I don't know that I would have understood this at all. But as I was looking for more updates, this just happened to be hanging out. And I was like, what? Started searching it. And I'm like, sure enough, this is where I found the names I can't pronounce or the names of the <laughs> new sources. Like, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know how to say those things. But I guess good moral is if you don't know someone approaching you about easy, fast ways to make money, it's probably not legit. And just keep your distance. But mm-hmm. I can say that easily sitting on this side of the fence. Sure because I'm not in it involved. But, so I guess we'll see what happens there. 
I don't know. I probably would have never known, obviously, in a different country. I wouldn't have been watching those streams because I don't I can't even say the words, <laughs> let alone understand the language. Uh, let's see. Last little bit here. Uh, GTA 6. A little bit of a kind of sort of an update. Um, I don't know. I was reading an article last week uh, where Mags Chris from Rockstar um, was doing an interview just kind of like, hey, where are things? What's going on? Um, and was talking about the development of Rockstar Games. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the deets on GTA 6. And um, a, a little bit there, too, about a Red Dead uh, Redemption remaster. So okay. more like in the vein, it sounds like how uh, they just did with GTA, where it was like uh, the culmination of all and more of a upgrade mm-hmm. now that we've seen you know the videos and stuff of the uh, GTA. Anyway, um, according to Chris, GTA 6 has just been hell to develop. He's straight up about it. It was just uh, Rockstar restarted development right after Dan Hauser left the company, like started it all over. Um, (laughs) So with that in mind, apparently Take Two was planning an announcement in 2020. Uh So like it actually should have legitimately, I guess, been close to coming out here very soon. Um, Chris also said that Rockstar changed the story and other game elements too many times since 2019. So as it sits, GTA 6 has been the most chaotic game to develop over at their their team, the way it's mm. it's sounding. So for everyone, he's like, what's going on with it? They don't know either, Yeah, <laughs> is what it sounds like. They don't know what's happening with it either. Uh, but uh, I'm content. I felt like I kept reading news where they were just like, how do we satire in today's day and age? Like all these other... I guess excuses as to why it yeah. had it come out, making us believe they weren't really doing anything with it. Well, maybe they were. But you know, I mean, to to that effect, maybe they're speaking a little bit of truth. They could have had content in there that would have gotten them canceled True. today, and they're oh, just like, well, especially over the last four years. Yeah, they would have been like, well, we can't say that, we can't do that. So when they're talking about they can't parody or satire. Today's, that made sense. I mean, yeah. So they, it they really did because the world we were living in was so bizarre already. It's like, how can you make that seem weird in a game? Because mm-hmm. it could totally be what's happening. Sure. Right now. Uh, but he did go on to say that Red Dead Redemption Remaster is coming, although to what platforms we're not really sure yet. Although I would imagine it would have to be for the ones that were already currently on. Sure. But I don't know. Um, I assume with it being so far off, we could expect this gen, I guess. Am I allowed to call it this gen now? Sure. PS5 and Xbox S and X. Um, this gen and probably PC since we know it's out on PC now. Mm-hmm. Um, so this remaster, like I said earlier, would be similar to the GTA Trilogy Definitive Edition. So um, it won't be just a mere resolution increase. It'll like be new graphical features and all that, mm-hmm. which would be cool. But I'm sure they'll charge me for it again. And I really do have a beef with buying a game twice. Yeah. Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Looking at you. Every year for 10 years now. Uh, yeah. That was like the big news. I okay. didn't find anything like huge that happened, but I have, which is probably good for today's pod <laughs> since we chatted so much. Yeah. But I do have a couple of quick hits. Okay. More quick hits. It seemed like a quick hit week. Like, lots of stuff happened. Nothing that deep. Um, Activision Blizzard uh, threw out some delays. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to be snarky and be like, I wonder why. But, <laughs> uh, regardless, Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 have been delayed till 2023. Okay. That's like a huge push, I feel like, for a game I thought was supposed to be close. I don't know. 
Obviously, they've had more important things to attend to. Mm -hmm. So that could be a reason why this has been such a large push. I mean, there has been leadership changes and the like. So um, if you were looking forward to those two, you got a bit. Yeah. 2023. Uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns was also delayed. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. Um, If I may. (laughs) Oh, please. 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 Uh, You know... I don't. If we. I don't know if we talked about this uh, when it was announced. I'm just not looking forward to this game. There's. It's. It's got that feel like this could have been something good, and then I started to see the characters they put in there. That already kind of turned me away because you got a whole roster of dark characters you're not utilizing, and you have to put in. Uh, everybody knows Iron Man. Everybody knows Captain America. Uh, we got to yeah, throw them yeah, in yeah. there. And it's like yeah, but they don't fit. Wolverine yeah. fits. They don't, mm-hmm. and then and then the the combat style seemed yeah. bizarre, like card based or some nonsense. Yeah, and see that might have been where it was more like intriguing to me because for some reason sometimes those combat styles will intrigue me. Where I'm like, ooh, it's more about strategy and math. And mm, let's see. Yeah, and I've got, <laughs> but I can understand why people wouldn't like that though. It's like, not exciting. I don't have a, a beef with it, but for that type of yeah. game. It seems odd. So Yeah. Well, maybe they heard you. Uh, and they're going to fix all that. Uh, I don't know. I don't well, know. or add the characters. I don't know that the combat system will get an overhaul. Uh, well, it's now coming out the second half of 2022 and their reasons just seem to be, "Hey, it's just it's not ready." Okay. We want to take more time. So that's what they were saying. Um, but again, another reason why I point out maybe don't talk about a game until you're very, very certain of a time frame. Like Guardians of the Galaxy. We didn't you hear know? shit about that until it came, like, was, what, six months out? Yeah, that's that's a good window, I feel. Yeah. That's a good window. I mean, granted, you can announce it whenever you want, but if we get a bite and then you keep taking it back, taking it back, that's how you get people rolling into your DMs and being angry. Mm-hmm. Should they be? No, I'm just saying that's how it happens. Um, but we should just chill. And we shouldn't treat it like it's such a huge deal (laughs) either. Um, Netflix rolled out, well, slowly, uh, the start of their gaming service. Mm Kind of snuck by me. Um, It's launched on mobile. uh, And right now, offering up about five games to play. Uh, Obviously, the Netflix one, Stranger 3. Stranger Stranger Things 3, not Stranger Free. Um, The game and uh, Stranger Things 1984. It looks like a basketball game. Look like uh, mm. shooting hoops or something like that. Mm. Uh, card blast and one called teeter up. So I imagine kind of like a Zumba or a Candy Crush or you know one of those. Maybe, maybe. Uh, but they look to scratch that casual gaming itch. Okay. So if, if if you're more of like a very casual gamer, check it out. You might act if you have Netflix. If you got Netflix. Yeah. For the mobile. Uh, so, yeah. So, very slow rollout. I, uh, so, you have to have an account? I believe it's like with like your Netflix subscription already. Huh. Okay. Because that's what I keep reading. They keep saying it's not going to charge you extra or anything, but you have to have a subscription Netflix, which makes sense. So, I, I don't know that that'll ha- stay that way. I don't know. I don't know the math business behind things. Like, how long you're willing to take a loss on something for the future in the black or whatever. Um, it just seems like you'd have to they, <laughs> charge more. Yeah. So I feel like Netflix is just so weird how they make money in the first place. Um, Bondi Namco is closing its store as we know it. 
anyway on December 3rd. Okay. Um, but they are assuring they're just transitioning into a new Bondi Namco store experience. Okay. <sighs> just have a cart. Just have a cart. I think we'll be good. <laughs> uh, but they did went on to say that this closure also means if you are part of this now, their premier rewards program will also be coming to an end. The points you have right now will expire also on December 3rd. So they, of course, want you to use them up now or before they expire. Uh, points will not be able to be redeemed on the new storefront. So if you have these, use these before December 3rd. Or it sounds like it's just going to be money lost yeah. into the ether. Um, and any credit co- uh, any credits or codes that you may have also suggest using those before the 3rd. So we'll see what this improvement will be after the 3rd, I guess. Okay. Just wanted to let you know if you've got those points and stuff. If there's a sibling out there that's got them. Go use them up so you don't lose the money on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, everyone should be happy. Marvel's Avengers broke down and gave you what you wanted. <laughs> they, gave the, they gave the gamers what they wanted. I'm sure we remember how there was that outrage at them putting in those paid XP boosters mm-hmm. and the like in their game, causing gamers to be like, hey, that's pay to win. That was debatable in my mind. But uh, the dev team has agreed to walk it back. Uh, They will be moving what was called the Heroes Catalysts and Fragment Extractors for purchase and instead can just be earned in the game. Um, But if you have it already, you could still use it. They're not taking it away from you. Um, And they went on to say they hope this could be the first step in rebuilding the player base's confidence in them as a team. So I hope it does for you, for those who love the game and are into it. But you win. You got it. They're not going to charge you anymore. You know, <laughs> if you already bought them, I guess, well, that's how it is. But I have decided that I'll probably play this game when I can get it as cheap as I possibly can. And then you'll probably love it because like everything supposedly will have been fixed, updated, all this kind of stuff. And you can breeze through it. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, N64 controller that was released in October for the Switch already sold out. If you were wanting one, stock isn't promised back until 2022. But if you really badly want it, there's a slew on eBay for 200 bucks, of course. So if you're wondering where they went. Uh, But it's interesting with this, though, because you had to have the Nintendo Switch Online account to order one. Yeah. So it's your fellow Nintendo people that are screwing you over. Godspeed! And and don't you think that Nintendo would have limited... The amount purchased? I wouldn't be surprised if they were just buying it and then turning around just to sell it, even if it's just one. I can imagine there's 20,000 people like that out there. Though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good point. <laughs> you know, but yeah, that is a good point, though. I wonder how many they were able to purchase at once. Although with things like this, I don't see companies caring too much because they can't continually make money off of it. Hmm. Like, true, so true. what? We made our money. We're moving on. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, yeah, so Kotaku reported this week that Nintendo closed its Redwood City, California office on October 29th. I heard that. Just sad. It was reported to have affected about 100 employees um, and came with the resignation of the SVP sale and marketing, uh, Nick Chavez, which was the position that Doug Bowser had. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he's going to KFC, oh, Nick Chavez. Okay. <laughs> well... They have been doing gaming stuff. Yeah, whatever happened with that? I don't know. That? that whole thing. I don't know. I don't know. We never, this whole thing has me so confused. Because it was about a year <laughs> a year ago now yeah. that they talked about their KFC the KF console. console. 
and nothing. To heat your chicken up and play your games. I don't ever remember seeing or hearing yeah. anything. I think there was that. like one or two that like somebody won or oh. something. Like I had a feeling it wasn't going to be like, what games work with it? Like mm-hmm. I had, <laughs> that's why I swore it wasn't a real thing. It was just a gimmick. But then they were like, no, it's real. And I'm like, I still don't know if I trust you. <laughs> I just, I cannot get behind the idea of sitting, playing a game and having a big bucket of chicken next to me with my greasy ass finger, eating that and playing a Grease g- inside the console. Yeah. Like that's what I'm imagining. Hot grease in your console. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Something just seems off to me. I don't know. Maybe it's I'll grease powered. that back up. I think I finally just wrote it off because I got tired of trying to figure out what they were actually doing over there. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did want to say, um, I don't know it personally, but I have heard, and I won't drop any names, but uh-huh. um, I know someone uh, through someone who actually worked at the Redwood office. And uh, oh, they, yeah. they didn't exactly paint them in the best picture. So I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, poor. I mean, sad for the people who lost their jobs. But you know what? It also sounds like maybe it was going to happen uh, if they were yeah. as garbo as I heard. So just Ooh, just that's interesting. Yeah, just going to say uh, leave it at that. Well, because you just don't hear about them doing it too terribly often. Yeah. You know, Um but yeah, I guess uh, Nintendo later issued a statement they'd be moving some employees and operations to headquarters in either Redmond, Washington or Vancouver, British Columbia. So one of those two. So it sounds like I guess they're trying to employ those that would have been losing it hmm. from this office closing, um, if I was understanding it right, um, since they will be closing like some of their satellite offices over time too, which included Toronto. So it sounds like some shifting is happening. Um, Because the Redwood City office handled sales and marketing and had field teams that were working with the retail stores. Hmm. Um, So the executive vice president of the business affairs and public relations, um, Devin Pritchard, I was like, did I say that right? Devin Pritchard will handle the sales, marketing and communications for now, taking the duties from Chavez in the moment. Uh, So this kind of rare for Nintendo, like we were saying, because I wrote down, it seemed like the last one I could see was in 2016. Where we really saw like huge layoffs from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, before, even you've talked about this a lot, how Satora Uwada resisted layoffs and just, you know, decided to take an own pay cut after the Wii U kind of bombed so badly. Yeah. Because um, they just believed it was bad for morale. Um, so now when I'm hearing you say that about the Redwood office, I'm like, that's been kind of unfortunate. Because usually, I guess because those things have happened and you don't see it, you kind of lose yourself in this idea that they do take care of everyone so well. Yeah. Um, and it's not always the case, I guess. Uh, but the last little quicket I have is <laughs> Skyrim Anniversary Edition price was revealed. <laughs> if you want to buy it for the 10th year in a row, guys. Um, and actually, it was on November 5th also. Okay. So again, they didn't say anything. November 5th, here's the price. Oh, you can go buy it. Uh, Bethesda put out a blog post detailing that the standard price point for the anniversary edition will be $50 across all platforms. Mm. And it will be out on November 11th. So they revealed this on the 5th. That's good. Nice little, I guess it's not a new game, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but if you already own Skyrim, special edition on any platform which let's be real you all do Mm -hmm. you own skyrim somehow i'm sure at this point um it'll just be twenty dollars for you (laughs) 
Okay. So Anniversary Edition, if you don't know, is getting a physical release via retail, um, but you'll still need internet to download the special new content like from the Creation Club and whatnot. Um, And the next gen upgrade for PS5 and the XS will enhance graphics and reduce load times. Mm -hmm. And lastly, um, your achievements and trophies will transfer over, Mm -hmm. apparently, with getting the new version. But uh, trophies from PS4 will not transfer to PS5, and I have no idea why. Oh, dear why, that's God. the only one where you're like, your trophies, you got to earn them again, I guess? So I don't know. Just go buy Skyrim again, I guess, for yeah. the 10th year in a row. I mean, look, I've never played it. This would be a prime opportunity for me to, to see what all the True, fuss is about. You've never, you never bought it. Yeah. So I guess I'll wait. You can get it for 50. I'm not getting it for 50. I'm going to wait until it's cheap. <laughs> Well, you could buy like the regular edition, I think, for like twenty bucks and stuff now. I'm a cheap bastard. I'm not Finally. gonna buy this stuff. <laughs> That's fine. That's fair. That's fair. But uh that was all my little quickets okay. and little bit of news that was interesting enough for me to want to chat about. How about how about you? Well, um I'm I always got to ask. I know sometimes I miss one that catches your eye but doesn't catch mine necessarily. No, there was no uh, news that really stood out. I think anything that I saw I sent your way, but uh I think we need to get it in the headliner because uh I think so. We got t- like just that sweet spot time. Yeah, we do. And what I'm going to what I'm going to uh, preface this with is that uh, what we're starting with today, and I say starting with today, uh, is going to last Ooh. us the rest of the month, okay? Because I got a I got a big 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 story, okay? Ooh, fun, yes. So you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to listen every week, yes. Or you're gonna be lost just to keep up, because today I'm kicking off what I consider to be a multi part tale, chronicling one of the most important events in the video game industry that changed the landscape forever. Forever. Can you guess what it is? What would be the one crucial moment in time that changed everything in video games? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Internet? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, now, I'm like, what's changed for me? Uh. <laughs> I'm referring to the formation of the ESRB, Ooh, or the okay. Entertainment Software Rating Board, uh, which is responsible. Forget. We didn't used to care about that. Yeah. <laughs> They're responsible for all the games you see rated. E for everyone, T for teen, M for mature, uh, AO for adults only, which we never see. Or if you're in another country, the Peggy 13. Peggy 13, which, I mean, that's a kind of an offshoot. That might be a different one, yeah. Yeah, that's that's more like an EA or EU uh, Mm -hmm. offshoot. Yeah, it's it's still in the same vein. Now, whether this uh, rating system was made for good or for ill is up for you to decide based on what I'm going to present to you. Now, most of you out there might be saying to yourself, uh, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that happened because Mortal Kombat. That's that's oh, why yeah. it happened, right? It was because of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Well, you're not entirely or wrong. Or Night Trap. Or Night... Well, we'll get there. Or Night Trap. Sorry. <laughs> you're not entirely wrong, but like so many great stories, there's so much more to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, if you remember, you'll no doubt, if you remember any of this, the 90s is where you squarely remember this starting. But we're going to go back to the 1970s. 
Okay, because back then, arcades were still a hot commodity for the industry. And while I've spoken about many arcade games and developers like Sega and Namco and Midway on this show before, never once has the name Exidy come up. Does that ring a bell? Mm-mm. It didn't to me either. But they were a manufacturer and distributor of coin-op machines starting in 1973. Now, manufacturer or manufacturing executive Pete Kaufman founded the company after playing the original Pong prototype and seeing the potential market in co-op, or coin-op, excuse me. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one of them days I can't read. It really is. It's because we gained that extra hour. Yeah. We don't know what to do. Now, jumping into the market was easy enough, but competing with the larger, more established corporations proved to be the company's biggest hurdle. Were it not for the company's politics, uh, the innovation Exidy displayed could have actually taken them a long way. But even today, we see innovation is looked upon with disdain because gamers always seem to want the same old thing. They don't want anything innovative. They want the same crap they had last year, and we're going to pay for it. But their change. But we're getting off track here. In 1975, Exidy had licensed its game Destruction Derby to the arcade game company Chicago Coin. Soon after, Chicago Coin found itself in dire straits, which led to the company folding in 1976. This left Exidy in a bit of a quandary since it had actually sold the exclusive manufacturing rights of Destruction Derby to Chicago Coin. This meant they could no longer profit from this game. So, they decided to modify the existing game and create something new. Same in the same vein, but new. You know, Mm -hmm. new enough that they could pass it by. Just slowly changing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, for the sake of context, the original game cabinet featured two steering wheels and acceleration pedals, and you would kind of drive cars into cars like a demolition derby, kind of like the name Mm -hmm. suggests. The modified version changed the opposing cars into little stick figures that Exidy referred to as gremlins. Now, once the gremlin is hit, a tombstone will appear, creating an obstacle which you must now avoid, adding an extra challenge to the game. This new game was dubbed Death Race, which is very familiar to the controversial film Death Race 2000 that was also released in 1975. But Exidy claimed it was not a licensed property. Just a coincidence, if you will. A coincidence the name was shared. I mean, I have to believe that happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, despite this connection, when the game was released, it soon received a plethora of media coverage, just not the kind that you would have wanted. News outlets started reporting outrage coming from parents who became aware of this game, stating it was exposing children to graphic violence and teaching them that it was okay. Now, if you've seen this game in action, it's a bit of a stretch, you know? Well, you just told me you hit a stick figure. A stick figure that looks nothing like a person, and it's it's black and white, so it's not like there's blood splattering everywhere. While the gremlins in the game could be argued not to be living creatures, this is probably what got them uh, riled up, because when you hit them, they expel a horrific scream (laughs) while being run over. Uh, This is probably what, how the game kind of drew attention to its violent aspects. 
moms just walking by one day and keeps hearing like, like, what are you doing? So even with all the negative press, Pete Kaufman stood firm and supported the game even when those arcade owners who chose to keep the machines on the floor were starting to get a little, you know, like, oh, should we be doing this? This is going to be my problem soon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, while the negative press could easily run off potential customers, controversy always breeds curiosity. And Death Race oh. profited from <laughs> <Sorry>. it. <laughs> I was agreeing with you vigorously you did. and ran into the microphone. Sorry. <laughs> but because of that, Death Race yes. profited. Now, not all video game manufacturers saw it this way. Atari spoke out against violence in video games, taking a firm stance on it. Considering they were leading the way in the home console market, appeasing lawmakers that could restrict their business was an ideal stance for them. However, making public statements seemed to be about as far as they went, seeing as how in 1982 their console ironically became the platform to distribute unlicensed pornographic Games like Beat 'em and Eat 'em, and the more disturbing Custer's Revenge, the latter of which features violence, racism, and rape. You know, fun games for the whole family. Uh-huh. Custer's Revenge created quite the stir, leading to protests from Native American groups, women's groups, and even the real General Custer's own family, who felt the game besmirched oh, wow. his name. Obviously. Okay. Well, yeah. Although. I would argue that historical records have taken care of that. Anyway, (laughs) uh, Atari went so far as to uh, file a lawsuit claiming that the game's existence on their platform was created or created a wrongful association in the public's eye. So they didn't, they were like, this is not us. Even though it's on our platform, it's not us. As we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Luckily for Atari, or unluckily, depending on how you view it, the video game crash was right around the corner, and it wouldn't matter anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, don't worry about it. The crash took down the game publisher Mystique, along with numerous other companies, leading many to believe that concerns about video game content were over. The video game fad was done. Yeah, we weren't going to be doing this anymore. Nah. You know, video games, eh. That was a fad. (laughs) But, as we all know, that wasn't the case. Sure, the crash effectively destroyed arcades and damaged the home console market, but it seemed the casual public didn't account for home computers. Now, while Atari had become the poster child for video games with the spotlight squarely on them, the small forgotten PC market allowed game developers and publishers to do whatever tickled their fancy in that landscape. Mm Mm-hmm. Profanity and nudity were... And we played some bizarro games in the mm. 90s on PC. <laughs> Profanity and nudity were in abundance in the PC world, so much so that some developers who tried something less risque would eventually follow suit when their initial game flopped, which is kind of sad. Tells you what we wanted. This became a safe haven for developers to make the games they wanted. But, as I mentioned, this was a very small, unnoticed space, meaning there wasn't really a huge profit being made here. Eventually, the home console market made a comeback thanks to Nintendo. Nintendo was aware of the scrutiny video games were starting to receive before the crash. They also observed the companies before them to see what went wrong. With this information, Nintendo held full control over games published on their console and how many could be published in any given year. 
They viewed it as quality control, while others viewed it as censorship. As these guidelines would cause numerous story elements or graphical assets to be changed or removed. But Nintendo could stand firm as a family-friendly brand that parents could trust for their children, free of controversy. So you didn't sure. have to worry about violence and blood or religion or nudity. You or... don't have to watch your kids anymore. We did it for you, Mom and Dad. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Yay. There was some controversy, you know. They thrive on it. Atari resented Nintendo for their success. And they did everything they could to take them down. If you want to... <laughs> if you can't have it, yeah. or if I can't have it... <laughs> How dare you take over what we had started. Right. <laughs> In fact, if you want a great detail, I'll uh, point you back to episode 57 of this very podcast to the Tengen story where uh, Atari did some horrible shit just trying to oh. to get their games on their console just to make a buck. Right? You know. <laughs> I do. Illegal stuff, mind you. And while Atari struggled to remain relevant, another company stepped into the arena looking to shake things up again. And if it wasn't obvious, that company was Wisdom Tree. No, I'm kidding. It was Sega. <laughs> uh, it was Sega. So when Sega dropped their 16-bit Genesis console, it was far superior to the 8-bit NES. But Nintendo had trusted quality and brand loyalty behind them, which helped them along in the first few years. However, Sega was opening doors that Nintendo had locked. You know, enticing game developers and publishers to do new and wondrous options. Plus, mm -hmm. 16 bits. This, yeah. Their 8 bits were 16. Got 8 more bits, yo. Yeah. Nintendo eventually did release the Super Nintendo to combat one failing... But what about Sega's marketing? In the hip, edgy days of the 90s, Sega oh knew who it was marketing to, and they leaned into it hard. You know, you may have grown up playing Mario, but you're not a kid anymore. Stop playing kids' games. Play with us. You remember? Yeah. Sega does what Nintendo don't. Oh! Ah! Oh! Ah! They got him. I do seem to remember their commercials being crazy. Yeah. For Sega, like, Sega! You know, Sega! like, why are you screaming at me? <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Get PTSD with people. Like, Stop <laughs> screaming at me! <laughs> no, Sega, no! <laughs> this marketing campaign worked wonders for Sega and brought, them this, or brought the system numerous exclusives to the platform. Nintendo was attempting to recover with a slight edge in system hardware and a solid slate of games... But the console war had begun. Mm -hmm. Little did they know, one singular game was waiting around the corner not only to change one company's ethics, but the entirety of the video game landscape. Mm. To be continued. Ah! <gasps> Rude! I wanted to know if I was right in my head. Yeah, well, you're just going to have to wait until next week. I am. Mm -hmm. You guys, I don't get inside either. I'm made to wait as well. And that's the fun of it. You know, because yeah. then you're getting excited. You don't know what to expect. And then I don't. everybody's just kind of all sitting on pins and needles. I was in my story zone. I was ready, man. <laughs> Rude. Well, next one, part two next. of our uh, tale <laughs> that led us to okay. the ESRB. 
I'll, I'll keep it in my head which one I think it is. Okay. And then see if I'm right next week. Uh, excellent. Well, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And, and trying, get... trying to keep these, uh, I guess, manageable was difficult mm-hmm. because I, I had to figure out where the, the cutoff point needed to be for these stories. Because sure. I could probably go on for, you know, but then then we wouldn't have stuff for next week or the week after. True. You know. And we tend to go on long enough. Yeah. And you all are very, very lovely. I mean, the last. Sticking along with the ride. The last two shows have been over two hours. So you're welcome. They were. <laughs> yes. Look at us right now. Like kind of even kind of cutting it short. Yeah. <laughs> I promise we start the day with a plan. We do. Um, but, but that's our show. Ooh. But that's our show. You can hit us up sometime on Twitter at Super Mega Crash or send an email to supermegacrash at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram to view the weekly icon art Stephen puts his time and love into. And you can also support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform and even going to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. How's Bunny doing? Doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Mm-hmm. Excellent. <laughs> You can tell your friends to find us on the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network or search Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and even going to youtube.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. We also have a website you can go check. Mm-hmm. Pencilpaperproductions.com. And then you could do forward slash Super Mega Crash if you want to just go straight to the pod or stick around. Yeah. Go look at and Check out some other great stuff. Everything. There's there's so much everything. to look at. You got there really is. shows. You got podcasts. You got art yeah everything if you if you're bored and you're like content Woo. got you covered for a few days right there mm-hmm. but thank you so much for listening i'm lacia finley and i'm Stephen white and you could join us again next time super mega crash siblings but until then game on This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.